Well, hey there, and welcome back to the show. Now, when my oldest turned two, I learned a lot about sensory strategies. The sensory diet, as the OT called it, was an important part of daily life for us, and those strategies worked. So when I learned about Danae and how she combined her experience as an OT and the ADHD coaching she does with adults, I knew I wanted to have her on the show. Now, during this episode of the podcast, Danae Cannon and I talk about using sensory strategies to manage the ADHD nervous system. We talk about what sensory input is and how we can use it to calm, energize, and focus, among other things. We talk about the three heavy-hitting sensory systems, tactile, vestibular, and proprioceptive. We also talk about simple sensory strategies we can use in our everyday lives and for our kiddos too. So Danae Cannon is an occupational therapist and ADHD executive function coach. Her personal life definitely impacted her professional trajectory. She was thrown in the deep end when two of her four children were diagnosed with ADHD and she needed to learn how to support them while having undiagnosed ADHD herself. She eventually received her own late diagnosis and this helped her put the piece together and learn to work with her brain. She knew she wanted to help others do the same and pivoted her work as a pediatric OT to specialize in adults. Now, before we dig in, I wanted to be sure that you've downloaded the free ADHD supports guide that I created for you. You just might want to add a few of these sensory strategies that Danae shares in this episode to your supports guide. If you haven't already, download the guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports, or find the link in the show notes and enjoy this nugget filled interview with Danae. And you're listening to the vision driven mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hey, Danae, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. Hey, Tracy, thanks for having me. I can't wait to jump into it. Me too. Now, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to be doing what you're doing now? I love these stories. Definitely. (laughs) Like I would say in a really like backwards way, right? Like it was- Oh yeah, it's like, it's not linear. Definitely not linear. Nowhere near linear. (laughs) Not the way I'd recommend, but it ended up in a good place, right? So um, my background's occupational therapy, which Mm -hmm. kind of was a good foundation for what I'm doing. Right. Um, I'm an ADHD coach, specialized in working with women, executive function coach. Um, But the way I kind of arrived here was I had that background, then I had kids, right? Kids. kids. <laughs> Something was familiar, right? With these kids. I have four and two of my daughters were diagnosed with ADHD. And when my first was diagnosed, I was like, I was expecting something like more exotic, like really ADHD. Like, that's not, I was very skeptical too. I'm like, really? Right. You know, in retrospect, it was very obvious. But not at the time, because 
I was used to treating the kids who were diagnosed when I did treat kids with ADHD who were typically or more hyperactive kids. Right. That you makes know, sense, we, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't treat kids that were the super inattentive kids because those kids were going to kind of like me, they're going to kind of coast by right. and get by and struggle silently. And mm -hmm. so, um, so she was diagnosed. I was like, okay, well, you know, we're going to get her what she needs. Then my um, third child was diagnosed after Madeline's my second was diagnosed. Um, my third was diagnosed and that was me. She was the dreamy one. She was the disorganized one. The one that went to go clean her room and like three hours later, you're both pulling out your hair, right? Like right, that. right. Open the locker and like <laughs> everything falls out. That was me and that was her. And even then I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a mom. I'm taking care of these, you know, I'm going to do the thing for them. Didn't even think really me seriously. Right. My best friend has ADHD. And, you know, maybe a year after my second was diagnosed, I was trying to leave my home, could not find my keys, panicked, all elevated. And I called her crying. And she's like, I think you might want to consider getting tested for ADHD. No, oh, what a nice, kind way. <laughs> It was <laughs> to say that it wasn't the first time she right. suggested, and so I can't say that I was. I think that my awareness, my understanding of it, really layered in over years, right? And I mainly layered in doing it for my kids, and then and then doing it for myself, and then realizing like, wow, it didn't have to be this hard, and I'd right. like to help it be easier for other people. Right, right. Well, thank you for sharing that that roundabout. And it's just, you know, Danae, I um, recently learned a word that um, that that um, kind of relates to ADHD, and it's complexify. And I'm like, oh my, oh god. my god, that is like this the word that for my life. It. <laughs> nails it. it. I had decision making right for the complexifying everything. The like I can complexify anything yes, you know? where we got it we we're talking about you know like deciding on what kind of yogurt i could totally complexify yes. deciding on yogurt yes <laughs> i think sometimes i think sometimes it's the pro is that we make all those connections at times and the con right. is that we make all make those all those connections, connections. <laughs> right <laughs> exactly that's exactly it so i um i really love our topic that we're going to talk about today and um sensory the sensory sensory not, not issues how would you explain the sensory like the 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 ot part i love i love that combination of the ot part of your of your life and your work right. and how you bring it together with adhd it's brilliant thank you it's been a fun it's been a fun fit and a good fit i bet um, so the sensory piece, uh, on one hand, people with ADHD, a lot of neurodivergent people um, deal with some sensory issues. And that's maybe another issue, one that kind of overlaps here, but not entirely what we're going to dive into. Right. The other side here when you're talking about sensory input or sensory strategies is that these strategies help us on a nervous system level. Mm -hmm. um, point it, it helps us regulate right. our nervous system which regulation is huge with adhd so um in doing that sometimes we we gain some tools for what you would call like sensory defensiveness 
that kind of difficulty managing sensory input that often we have to, right? But right. it kind of is two in one, but um, it's a little broader than just somebody that has sensory issues that they, they identify. It can help anyone to use right. these strategies. Absolutely. I mean, it's, we're talking about the brain. I mean, we're talking about the body, but we're, we're, ta we're, we're talking about the, 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 the mind body connection, right? Exactly. As humans. Right. And, and then, everything you get in to every piece of information you're getting in is, is sensory really that your right. brain's using. And so, right. um, it's really powerful. Yeah. And then add the ADHD and the, the, uh, just, you know, I like to liken it to, you know, it, a deficit. Absolutely not. How many, how many times have we heard that? You know, it's not getting, it's not getting renamed, but it's right. really it's an name. overload. Oh, it's an overload of absolutely. sensory input and not just the five senses, like energy, like everything is, is, is inputted and it, it, and we don't know what to do with it. Well, and I love that you say energy too, because I think when you talk about regulating with ADHD, people, like you said, go right to a lack, a deficit of attention. What you have is a difficulty regulating or getting to that middle zone, adjusting your attention, your energy, your emotions. Like ADHD is about being able to, and for those who don't know, I'm regulation, kind of like layman's terms, just like just being able to adjust our level right. based on the demand and, and being able to pay attention, but being able to shift your attention, right? Anybody who's dealt with hyper-focus knows like that can be hard, like shifting right. your attention to something else. Um, being able to feel emotions, not shutting totally down, but not mm -hmm. getting swept away with right. that. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like a, a harmony and it just, we don't stay there, you know, well, we're kind exactly. of, you don't stay there. but the, uh, but the regulation I, that, that when you say that, that's what I think about the harmony. That's what we're after where it's not yeah. too much. It's not too little. And, and, but it does fluctuate. You know, it's just going exactly. to fluctuate. Yeah. And I think that's a, like, that's another thing too, that I like harmony. I like that word. Cause I think that I think of that kind of middle place and in that middle place, you're really available to do most of the things you want to do in a day, mm. connect, listen, observe. That is brilliant mm -hmm. in that middle place. Will you say that again? Yeah, in so that in middle, that middle place. place, that middle nervous system, that harmony level, you're in a good place, the best place for being able to learn, mm. notice communicate um connect there there's times because you said it perfectly you're you're not going to stay in the same place all day you may choose and enjoy doing something that shoots your nervous system level up and that's the point like a haunted house right the right. point is to get really elevated and excited or the football game that's the point now at the haunted house if you come up and say you know what let's just talk about sensory strategies i'm not available i can't listen i can't connect i can't notice <laughs> no right? no no roller coaster no yeah, i don't want to be at a roller coaster right it may even be the plan but it's not a good place for doing most of what i have to do in that day right and the same with low right like that those are the kids like me that got missed but we were too low energy attention to really be able to learn notice connect either and so right. that harmony place is one that you you need most of the time right to do work or school yeah um, yeah i i love that what you just explained about that um about the middle place that's really what we're what and, and it's not, it's kind of like the goal in life is not 
is not to not feel anxiety. It's not to not feel overwhelmed. Like we need, you know, remember the, um, the, uh, did you say the, the movie, um, about the feelings? Oh, inside out, inside out, like how we need sadness. Yes. We need, like, it's, it's part of being human is having those emotions. So the, 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 uh, the, the goal is not to eliminate emotions the the goal is not to eliminate the 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 highs and the lows of the energy it's to be being able to to regulate and bring it back to the middle place i love and that and i'm so glad you said that specifically about the emotions because i think sometimes people's idea of regulation can even be like the stoic like i'm unmoved i'm unaffected if you're a human you want to connect with people it's going to hurt when you don't it's right. going to you know you're going to have emotions and you might have to sit with some uncomfortable feeling it's just not losing your whole day and your whole getting swept into a whole different place with them right. which is hard it can be hard yeah yeah which is i'm, I'm i am one of those <laughs> emotional regulation is just you know Most that's, that's why i'm so like such a nervous system geek like i it's fascinating to me that that connection so tell us a little bit more about the um the uh some sensory strategies and kind of how that how that plays into ADHD. Absolutely. So we've done a good job already like talking about why why we might need these as anybody can use them but especially with ADHD that like since most people with ADHD struggle if nothing else with regulating attention but usually energy Right. regulating activity level, regulating emotion, having tools that help you regulate it's like gold like you want that in as many and this is one there's lots of tools right but sensory strategies is one type of tool mm -hmm. and so like i said anybody can use these tools you don't have to have adhd or any sensory issues but these sensory strategies help you be able to move that level and so if i am in the classroom and i'm just dipping way down and i'm bored and i can't focus Right. There's no amount of trying that's going to bump that nervous system level up, you know, sometimes pressure that to, like someone might feel like, oh, no, like I'm I'm being my teacher's looking at me. That might kind of help them in the moment, but it's not really their effort. It's the right. condition of the environment. Right. And so having a strategy that's like, oh, I'm dipping so down, but I can bring my level up where it needs to be mm -hmm. or like with the anxiety and the nervousness, like feeling that. But being able to use a strategy that helps you kind of come down to a place where you're comfortable enough to stay there to be right there. right okay perfect yeah and so these strategies there's a lot i don't want to nerd way out on oh i love it though <laughs> <laughs> i'll have it just a little we can learn out just a little guys, bit i'll try to try to keep rain it in <laughs> but what we'll talk about today is what i i kind of think of as like the heavy hitters mm -hmm. the systems that give a big impact you know any sensory system can you know make an impact but there's three that are really make a big impact on that nervous system level in, in a long-lasting impact you know we're mm, going to talk about right. the proprioceptive system the vestibular system and the tactile or the touch system now before i get all like definey and, and like i said nerdy over there I'm just tell you that you're already doing this like you might not have you know terms to define it but you do this like if right. you are um, what do you typically see if somebody's nervous? If you're going to look at their body and see what their body's doing, what mm -hmm. would you say? Fidgeting. 
That's what I would be doing. Fidgeting, maybe moving my body. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, I do. I like to do a lot of rocking. <laughs> like, yes. Now that forth. is vestibular input. Mm, okay. Vestibular input is this movement. Yeah, you know, we're going to oversimplify the definition of this system, right. but it's kind of like your movement and balance input. Mm-hmm. And when I say you're already doing this, like, yeah, Tracy's talking about like moving in a way that's kind of, if you're really nervous, it's helping you come bring that level down. Right. You do it with a baby, you know, yeah. intuitively how to do this with a baby. My husband used to be like the, when we are first, she would be crying and he'd be sitting on the couch holding her and she won't calm down. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You gotta move. Her pattern. Right. 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 It's like I was like, I'm willing her to stop crying. Was like, no, give her sensory input. She right. can't get it for herself. She yeah. can't go crawl or do anything yet. Give it. We know this. You feel this in your body and you feel this even as a mom. Um, and so in general, that vestibular input. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're going to start there because that's, that's the first one that you would kind of mention. So in general, kind of a rhythmic in the same plane tends to calm, bring a nervous system level down. Think about a little baby again, a little bit bigger baby, right? If dad wants to get her all crazy and get her excited, what's he going to do? He's going to like toss her up and wiggle her around, right? And so then you're looking at going in an irregular, not a rhythmic, and you're looking at kind of like this moving in different planes. So in general... Right. Those things um, do that for your your attention, your energy. Mm, okay. If you wanted to bring kind of your level down, you might go for something like a swing or rocking or something that's just calming in that way. And you kind of know that's calming, right? Like rocking in a rocking chair or that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, now, one thing I'll say about vestibular input is that kind of input's really powerful and really long lasting. Mm-hmm. There's maybe a little more variability in how our bodies respond to it as we get older. Mm, got it. That makes right? sense. So like, you know, right now, if I was dipping down, I may not pick vestibular input because of my body, my 40 something ish body, like doesn't, if I get too much of like kind of irregular movement, I might be a little nauseous, and not great. Right, right. And I might stay not feeling great for a while. So that's mm-hmm. something you want to be aware of listening to your body. But, um, you know, getting that kind of movement, things like dancing, things like rocking. Mm, um, okay. We're going to talk about proprioceptive input. A lot of times when you get the proprioceptive input, you're actually also getting vestibular input. Okay. So you might get it in that system also. Um, so what is, what is the procio? What does that mean? Yeah, so proprioceptive input, and to give you kind of an illustration of the system and what it does for your body, like if you right now closed your eyes and you kind of stood up, right, and you you just stood on one leg and you tried to point to your other leg, your other knee, let's say, the knee that's up in the air, you point to it, your eyes are still closed. It's your proprioceptive system that lets you do that. You don't mm. see like the cross body the yeah cross your body okay. or, or even on the same side really it, it's what what it's doing is your muscles and your joints are sending your brain information about where you are in space mm, where you are in space got right? it so you're okay. not looking you're, you're not using your visual system for that um you're using your proprioceptive mm-hmm. that feeling of where you are now you said that, you know you have a, a kind of a deep yoga experience and and right. that's perfect example of that that knowing your body feeling where your body is right so i know for me like that i don't even know tracy what is the the one where you're when you're doing the um 
go vinyasa and you like lower down. I thought I was doing the same thing that my instructor was doing like for years and I was not doing the same same thing. It was like something else. I still don't know exactly what, but that feeling of what my body was doing. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. So when, um, when my son was born, he was, um, premature, um, had, um, sensory issues like through the roof just he screamed his head off for about nine months didn't sleep longer than an hour and a half on his own like we we held him for about six months like he had to be on our bodies so i remember the um the doctor telling us well he doesn't have he doesn't have that's what he's talking about right he doesn't understand we couldn't put him we couldn't lay him down without him being swaddled held in a tight way because he didn't right. understand his body in space yet exactly and how terrifying right like i'm just floating out here right and you like could see it too you'd put him down he i mean it was like terror that's that's a really good example of that mm-hmm. like what a bad feeling right and like also right. like like that is such a fundamental piece of information for your body where you are right in in the world and just being able to feel the end of your limit you know and so when you're getting proprioceptive input you're basically getting big input to your muscles and your joints Mm -hmm. and so that can look like a lot like exercise but i really like to encourage people to like throw exercise out the window that idea because we have a lot of beliefs and expectations about exercise that are like not necessary with this like it doesn't need to be 45 minutes uh, um, you know, running or anything. When you're right. getting big muscle and joint input, it could be massage. It could be, okay. of course, like if you're jumping and getting big impact, that's a lot of input, right? And that's mm-hmm. great. And that can be very regulating. Um, but it can be pushing, pulling, carrying something heavy, you know, get a heavy backpack and, you know, walk around. It mm-hmm. can be pretty passive, like a weighted blanket. I mean, you're talking about how you were able to kind of ground your son and that was for him a pretty passive input right he wasn't but it was very centering for him yeah yeah um, so you could be super active like it would be with movement but if that's not your your jam then you can find other ways to get that input in right as well i love what i love that you mentioned the weighted blanket too i i got a weighted blanket maybe two years ago for christmas and oh my gosh i love the weighted blanket. I just gave it to my son and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need 10 blankets now. <laughs> I, don't, I, know. I just need I to mean, buy one, right? It's 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 on the list. It's on the I love them. List. And I like they recommend a certain ratio of your body weight, but I like heavier. Like I want more. Me too. Want, I, I want like, it, I want like where I can barely move. <laughs> Yes, and then you try to move it, and like you hit your husband by accident, like it's like can be dangerous. You're like pulling it up because it's falling down. Yeah, yeah, right. But how calming is that? And this is exactly like it's bringing you know maybe your nervous system's way up there and it's not ready for sleep, but it's just mm-hmm. bringing it down through that input. Right. Um, okay. Okay. Right, so that that's helpful. Yeah. So that's vestibular and proprioceptive. We can go over lots of examples too. Just come on, do like a. Cause I know if people are like me, they're like, okay, give me like exactly the things I want to mm-hmm. do and we can do that. But I want to kind of give a broad overview. And then tactile or the touch system is what we're probably f- most familiar with. It's right. the fidgets. It's the, you know, the things that are now pretty it's mainstream. The, it used to be the like a bowl of, of fidgets, fidgets that I have over here <laughs> to keep me <laughs> right busy. 
keep me busy. Because <laughs> you're showing me your fidget. <laughs> but then off, like, I mean, I was always somebody that if I was talking to somebody at a table, like I'm rolling up the straw wrapper right. into a trophy or, right. or doodling an eye for entire class periods, right? Like that was how my, I helped bring myself up. Right. 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 Okay. Okay. Tactile. We're, we're, yeah, we're more, I think we're more familiar with the tactile than the other two parts. Right. And because tactile, to be honest, fits the most easily in a traditional classroom. Right. So if you don't have a teacher who's really like aware of these things, it can be disruptive. Like, or we're all going to all get up and do this thing or we're all going to whatever, or this child gets to get up and do this thing. It's worth it, but you know, the touch is the one that we can integrate without a lot of, you know, I can be in a meeting or you could be in a classroom and it, it's not um right. It's gonna interrupt anything. Yeah, I um I have this um my mother does it, my sister does it, we pick cuticles. Oh yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> um so I've been trying to train myself to instead of picking the cuticles to, and, you know, keep, keep moisturized so that they don't, you know, it's like that one little rough edge. Oh my God, I gotta get it. Yes. <laughs> I gotta get it. <gasps> so I'm like, it's okay, I've got a, I've got a, um, a ring spinny ring now, and I've got other things that I can go to. It's the stopping myself, you know, the, the, it's yeah. Probably even noticing it, the stopping yourself. It's funny that you say that because I was talking to someone, it was a client and they were saying somebody was a picker. You know, everybody I talk to has ADHD all day long. So I'm like, right. oh yeah, picker. Well, she meant like a like an antiques, like a picker or whatever. And like we kept that conversation, <laughs> me thinking like she was talking, we really got very confusing at some point. A picker. Huh. Okay. Picker. Yeah. I would I know what a picker is. Like right? <laughs> that's, that's my version of a picker, but I guess I don't know. She's like, you know, ask people what most people's understanding of a picker is. I think she she thought it was really funny that I was like totally confused. It was, like, <laughs> like, yeah, your skin. Search. Right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but even too, like talking about like the picking at your cuticles and that kind of thing, I, I think it's important to think about a lot of things that we do in terms of sensory seeking because we can feel embarrassed um, about behaviors that we use to regulate. Um, right. Eating can be one that comes up for a lot of people. Oh, goodness, yeah. Right? Like mm -hmm. there's so much shame around like, eating for stress or eating to pick yourself up. And of course there's, there's calorie needs that might be behind that and lots of complicated factors. Right. But one really like obvious factor that we don't think about is that, you know, your jaw's a muscle and a joint, right? And that's a lot of proprioceptive input, like chips or crunchy things or chewy things that that can be very calming or that very alerting. Yeah. You know, you want other tools, but it's not all like, um, about the food. Sometimes it's about regulation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The, um, the, uh, chewing gum is something I always have gum with me and it yeah. just, I mean, like until there's no flavor whatsoever and it's not for the flavor, no. it's for the, it's for the input, right? Exactly. Which is yeah. a good strategy, right? That's right. a good strategy. It's working for you, you know, I mean, you're bound by the limit of like your joint, I guess. It's right, right. I mean, sometimes by the end injury. of the day, it depends on the day, but sometimes by the end of the day, I'm like, wow, my jaw is really, it's really like, been worked today. today. <laughs> my jaw hurts. Oh, it's the gum. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about some simple sensory strategies that we yeah. can use that, that, um, that, um, that help to, 
um, tend to those, the heavy hitters that you call. Absolutely. Do you want to give me some settings? Cause I think that's where this can get tricky. Like if I list out a bunch of things and they're like, yeah, but I'm in my office or right. Like something like that. So maybe some settings do you think might come up for people and we can like brainstorm about inputs for those places. Yeah, sure. You know, and I'm, I'm thinking I, um, I do a lot. I'm behind the screen a lot. I mean, yeah. that's what I do as a coach, right? I'm, right. I'm, I'm on Zoom all the time, but maybe some things that we can use ourselves, but that we might be able to share with our kids too, Absolutely. as they're sitting in classrooms and, you know, and what we know is that when, when that our kids are always watching us. So if we are, um, are adopting some, some constructive tools, then hopefully they will adopt them as well. Absolutely. So one thing for me, cause I coach also, right. And so there's, I can sometimes this is about adaptation, right? I, I'll, my preference is to do an audio call because mm -hmm. I need to, right. I don't need to move cause I'm hyper with all my energy. I need to move because I dip low right. and we don't realize that. And we think, Oh, ADHD, I'm not hyper. So I can sit here mm -hmm. for, and that's not true for me. I get lower and lower. So I do audio calls when I can, if that's mm -hmm. something that fits my client. Right. Because that way I can walk with them while, you know, pace around my house. I can doodle without feeling disrespectful because mm -hmm. I'm processing what they're saying. You know, if I'm doing the Zoom call, I'm not likely to do that because I want to keep watch for your face and in that connection. Right. right. So I do that when I can. It doesn't work for everybody. Some people want to see my face when they're coaching and that's cool too. And so mm -hmm. um, I have a standing desk. I don't stand all day. And the important piece is I switch. I'm sitting, I'm standing, I'm sitting, I'm standing. Right. That's very helpful for me to be able to get that input, that proprioceptive input, mm -hmm. get a little bit more alert. Right, right. I am not great about this, but I try if I have five clients, oh, to be proactive. That's going to mm. drain me. I'm going to, I'm not going to do paperwork during lunch. I'm going to go do a really quick yoga run. Right. I'm going to have a, you know, look at what I'm eating, um, have gum, have mm -hmm. one thing we didn't mention, but like it's drinking through a straw and mm. give okay. some of that extra proprioceptive kind of muscle joint, even input that resistance is helping. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as you're saying that taking breaks um, in between, I have found that too. I can't, I do, I have this one little video that I watch to kind of dance and move my body a little yes. bit before I get on. It's kind of my, you know, energetic supplement. So before yeah. I get on a call, um, but in between, I bought myself a hula hoop a couple of years ago, like one of those big solid ones. Oh, and I, I just, hoop. <laughs> I love my hula hoop. I oh, love wow. my, it helps me get, get my steps. You know, I'm like said, that's um, like, I love that example because like doing something that's new and fun and novel. It is. And then sometimes I put on like a um, Gaia, you know, on uh, Amazon and I, what did I watch? Uh, Joe Dispenza, the Joe Dispenza series while I'm hula hooping. So Perfect. I'm, I'm learning something. <laughs> yes. I love it. See, you've got yourself engaged on multiple levels. And that's one thing to remember too. Like, and I mentioned, I'm going to mention it again. I don't feel like I can mention this enough as um you know particularly as females i think we're a little more vulnerable to having a lot of ideas about what movement should be what we need like right. in terms of sensory input please 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 try to separate yourself 
from that. So you do it. Like if you think, well, I can't get a 25 minute walk in. So I'm not, no, get like, you know, push against your desk for 20 seconds. Notice, notice that. Nope. That didn't help at all. Oh yeah. That helped. Like this is not going to be a one size fits all. You might get a relatively small amount of input in Mm -hmm. and feel much better. Notice a big change. I am a tennis player. If I play a long tennis match, I could skip medication, right? Like, I mean, it's, just, it's mm, so right. regulating for me. Right. I don't have three hours every day to play tennis, right? Yes, like, I, exactly. I, I right. Like, so, um, but I, that kind of intense input, really, somebody else might find that not great for their body. Right. There might come a time where I don't find that great for my body. Right. So this is kind of art to find out what works. Well, and I love that you said that too, because you're right. If we are making ourselves do something that is what we're supposed to be doing oh, yeah. or what is the the idea of movement, there's a really good chance we're not going to do it. Exactly. Right? I used to have this when I had kids. So I, I've, um, I've been on the yoga mat for 30 years, right? So right th- the day both of my kids were born, I was on the yoga mat th- that morning. Um, and, but when I had the second one, I I had this weird thing in my mind that if I'm not going to do an hour of yoga, I'm just not going to do it at all. Right. Oh, I mean, man. which is ridiculous. Right. So now I'll do like six sun salutations that move my entire body. You know, I'm pushing, Perfect. I'm reaching, I'm moving the body, but it's something that I enjoy. Yeah. The hula hooping is something that I enjoy. So I think that's really important. What is something simple? And I love that, like pushing against your desk or pushing, pushing yeah. against the wall, right? It doesn't wow. have to be, it doesn't have to be going for a run or playing a three hour tennis match. No, no, <laughs> you don't, you're not trying to prove anything. You're just trying to see what makes my focus, my energy, my attention shift. Right. You know, maybe it's something, I have some people that have, Oh no, I almost call it like exercise trauma. You know, you start talking about this and they their mind goes to all these ways they don't measure up or they can't measure up, or, and it's gotta be so hard. It's like, no, 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 no. Like this could right. be two minutes, this could be 10 seconds. I don't know your body. Right. You know, maybe you don't know either, but it doesn't have to be a workout, it doesn't have to burn calories. It's just about moving you. And that's like the standing desk, too. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the people I work with almost have this like, you know. I'm not hyper. I'm not high movement. I'm low energy. And it's feeling bad about that low energy regulation, right? It's just regulation. And so being able to use movement in that input to be higher energy seems like counterintuitive, right? Um, Right. But it it does, it can really help. And it can be, like we said, it could be the weighted blanket. It could be something kind of passive. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I didn't mention that I'd like to mention is that particularly with proprioceptive input, the same input could lower your level or raise it. And so it's a really powerful input to tap into. I love that. And it's, it's simple. So as you're saying that I'm thinking about uh, breath work, right? You can use, you can use breath work to calm yourself and you can use breath, breath work to energize yourself. And it's so, those are so that we don't have to go we don't have to go out. We don't have to purchase anything. No, we can just use hundred percent free. Right? You've got hundred percent free, right? You've got right. this in your house. You, you, like I said, you're already doing some elements of this. Note it. That's a thing I ask people to do too. 
just be like a detective this week and notice when your body's seeking this. So, and that is, so and I talk about this all the time is for our ADHD minds, we love something, our, our ADHD minds need something that's interesting and important, right? So if we can make it fun and yeah. use detective work, like, oh, I wonder how this would work. What about right. this? What about if I did it for this amount of time instead of that amount of time, right? Like, what's the difference? Do I, yes. you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that you said that, the detective. Yeah, and then I think too, like it, like you said, it engages that part, or that curious part of our brain, that kind of puzzly part of our brain. It also lifts off this, there is one way to do this. This is right. one way to nail this. And if I can't do that, well, I'm not doing it, right? Like, no, like we Goodness want to be a life tool. No one size fits all for ADHD no. or for people, but right? especially, you know, we want that like one thing, this is it. This is good. This is going to, this is going to make my ADHD go away. No. Oh, don't people hate when there's like, <laughs> no, no, it, it, it does, sorry. Right? It's going to make it easier, really... but it's not going to make it go away. It's not. And it may change, right? Like right. I was somebody who loved, you know, roller coaster rides and things that went, but like my body changed, my right. need changed, like things that work for you today may not work for you tomorrow, but these types of things will work. Exactly. But you know, your details might change. And so, um, and your kids can use these too. Anybody, you don't, any person that has a nervous system can use these. Right. You know, at, um, at Christmas time. So I've bought my, my daughter, I think it was like a first, she was in first grade. She's going to be 14 on Saturday. Um, so I have the hula hoop in the living room always. So I just grab it. I keep it behind the couch. I grab it and do my, you know, sometimes five minutes and I, oh gosh, I've got one of these, a time timer. Do you have one of these? Oh yes. I have one of those. <laughs> so I set the time timer for however many, many minutes I have. Well, at Christmas time, I had everybody over here and everybody, even my mother-in-law was, um, got out the hula hoop and they were like, look, look at me, look at me. I'm like, See? You know, Trace, I'm going to have to go like buy a hula hoop now. Like, You're going to have to. I love it. Well, I learned how to do it the right way. And you can on YouTube, on YouTube, you can find a, an okay. easy. But yeah, it's a simple way for me to get that, um, get that movement, get that stimulation and get my steps, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing all these things. That, and I love that. My ADHD, my like, check, 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 check. Right? <laughs> like it, checks. it's a that it's like doing a lot at once. Now, do you need like a certain, like you, is that, are the heavier hula hoops better? They're yes, definitely. So it's heavier and it's, it's wider, it's bigger. Okay. And there, there are different sizes. You might, so there's a, a place called Cirque de Vol here, which is like a, um, they do, um, they teach silks and like all kind oh, yeah. of like kind of Cirque du Soleil kind of things. And that's where I got mine, where yeah. it's better if you can test them out and see which, see which one fits, but you could probably, you can make one. That's a wow. whole, that's a conversation for another time. I know. <laughs> oh, you said the silks and I'm like, actually, I've got a story about silks, but I'm not going to tell you we're going to stay on. <laughs> so, well, I bet silks would be a great way to get that sensory. Well, actually, too. Yeah, I mean that, and I'm, well, let's go there, right? Because like the silks are, my story is kind of a good example of how vestibular input can go wrong. Like, oh, um, right. we, my, one of my very close friends and I did a group on for a uh -huh. place that had these suspended, if you don't know the silks, right? Like that, like where you're, you're suspended while you're doing these kind of, I don't, Trace, you can explain it better than it's I can. Like, can it's explain like, explain what it is. Do they call it? Air, not it's not aerobics it's like you're using the, i don't know how to explain it it's, it's kind of like um like 
trapeze ish, but it's, there are these big long silks that they tie and you wrap yeah. your leg around them. And you can, if you're good, you can go upside down or you can do different <laughs> things. And they're really cool. Cause they like, they can wrap around your body. Like you can sit in them and they wrap around your body. Kind yes. of like one of those swings that you would have, right? Right. So, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, it looks like OT equipment, like really like hanging from there. So we right. went for this, this group on, and sometimes like, you know, people are not as happy to see you when you're a group on person. And so we, right. we ended up in this class and it was just me and my friend. And I think the lady was just over it. And so she had us kind of in this suspended cocoony thing, but she kind of like forgot and did her thing. And so we're just without any visual input, I'm getting all this mm. vestibular input. I went home and threw up. Like oh. I was so ill. Interesting. Um, but that's what I mean when I say vestibular input, go slower with that one, find out what you want. And sometimes not having the visual input to pair with the movement can be very hard for people's nervous right. system. You know, they're, it, it cannot end well. That makes sense. That meant that, and again, that's, that goes to that. That's the detective, like what works for you? If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> right. Other choices. Right. So what are, what are some other, um, other, uh, strategies for the, um, for this vestibular? Right. So the vestibular, like we said, now you need to be a little more cautious here, not terribly cautious, but be more aware. Now, the cool thing about vestibular input is it lasts for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And you know that, right? Like I'm talking about leaving this, this yoga class. I didn't feel normal right away. I mean, I was probably sick for an hour, which can work for us, right? Mm -hmm. If it regulates right. you and helps you, it can last like eight hours. And so you can get a big um, input. And so using vestibular input, we mentioned things like rocking, right? Mm -hmm. in, in that kind of, I mean, your hula hoop is using some vestibular input along with the proprioceptive. A lot of your movement will, mm -hmm. if you're riding okay. a bike, if you're um, taking a walk, if you're doing yoga, I mean, you're doing things that are, you know, you need to kind of probably experiment, but you know, when you're moving, you're getting this input if you are going more in a linear, that tends to be um, calming. But if you pair that with proprioceptive, you're taking a walk, you're taking a run, you're biking, it could definitely bring that level up for you. Right, right. Okay. Um, I actually have something next to me. You know, they can't see me, but um, this is what I, I have this because I use this. This is um, a wiggle cushion. Okay. And this, you know, you can get this Amazon. This used to be everything you used to be able to get from like a therapy catalog for three times as much you can get on Amazon now. So yay us. That but, <laughs> right. So this cushion, you can't, let me see if I can describe this well so people can picture it. It's like a little plastic. Um, I think you use these like with working out too, but it's like, it's, it moves. It's got a little give to it and it inflates. And, you know, while you're sitting on this, you get movement and that's the point. Like you, Oh, okay. So if I sit on this, I'm getting, I can get side to side movement, back and forth movement. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's helping me get that movement in a way that might fit in an office or a classroom. I'm not like right. doing things. And so it's a subtle right. way to get that movement. Another way to get that kind of movement and the proprioceptive input is like flexible seating. Mm -hmm. Get things like sitting on a yoga ball or sitting on, I've got a really funky looking contraption we got from, I'm sure it was Amazon too, but it's the, um, it's the kneeling chair, but it kind of rocks. Oh, I mean, there's yeah, I've seen those, right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I have that for my son who never stops moving and, right. um, 
And so he can sit and like get that kind of movement in and still be doing his work. Right. So obviously if you're in a class in your office, it's a little harder to get movement in, Mm -hmm. but I think just, you know, adding breaks and to go get it, to go, go walk over the water fountain, go, right. you know, if you have a child with ADHD and you know, this is tough, loop his teacher in, get her and say, you know, let him be your errand person, let right? Him go right. run stuff to the office for you. Prevention is kind of helpful here. Like, yeah. you know, this is going to help regulate this kid. Let him get tons of it in. Right. Right. I love that. I love that. Um, asking them to asking the teachers to let them be the, the errand person. Yeah, and so because sometimes we, they don't realize that they what they need, and so if the teacher is saying, "Hey, can you run this? Can you take this? Can you do yes. whatever for me?" Yeah, that's a great. And when idea. you think about, especially with your teachers too, when you can explain to them, you know, for those who aren't familiar with this, you can explain this is not a burning of energy thing because I think sometimes they feel like they're right. going to throw up their hands. Like, we can't burn that much. They they can't get all that energy out. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about regulation, which you can get in little snippets. Right. Right. So that is possible and can be really helpful. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That's fantastic. Okay. So we talked about the vestibular. We talked about the, yeah, we talked about all of them. Right. And the touch ones, I mean, that is, I think that's ones that most people are most familiar with. Um, you know, so being able to fiddle with things, fidget with things, understanding that somebody doodling might be their, their best attention. Like that, that's not, not paying. I mean, like I'm preaching to the choir here, right? Like probably most of us know that, but some don't, you know? And I feel like I might say to a client that I'm working with just to be sure like this, just so you know, like sometimes I need to write this well for my working memory too, but I need to be able to do this to kind of keep my focus. And so letting people know this is me focusing. I promise I'm hearing you. This Um, is that's as you're saying this, I, um, you know, I have the, I have the recording, right. I have the audio of our conversation, but I'm sitting here writing and writing and writing, writing. It's helpful to me to, um, to get it into my brain, like from my hand to my brain, but I'm also, it is also kind of doodly. (laughs) Absolutely. It's giving you input, not just touch. It's giving you proprioceptive input. It's giving you visual input. There's a lot of reasons why writing really helps us retain. For me, sometimes if if I'm interviewing somebody on my podcast, I don't want to interrupt them, right? So writing is going to help me. That's not a sensory thing, but it's more of just why this works. Right. Like, oh, yeah. 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 I'm not, I want to stop a train of thought, but I don't want to forget this point. And then it helps me be more available for what we're talking about. Um, so one other thing that I do and I teach is um, EFT. So the um, the tapping. Yes. What would I be? And that's something that I love that you can do at your desk where you can just tap on the karate chop point. Like, yes. and nobody needs to know. It's not disruptive, but it's giving you, it's giving you that input to your brain. Where would you, where would you classify that? And what, do, is that something that, that would be that's considered as... You know, Tracy, that's a really interesting one. I could see that being considered like a proprioceptive input. I recognize it's a lot more complex than that because you're looking at like meridian points and all of that. So there's probably a lot else there, right. but you could look at that in terms of like proprioceptive and tactile input, you know, and that okay. sometimes those inputs, you know, this hand to the chest can be very organizing calming you know, God, that, i love that the hand right? on Me the too. it's just like oh something amazing about it's, it's very so, calming right? very and beautiful I'm sure 
I feel like this a lot of times, you know, whatever your specialty is, the whole world is through that lens, right? And so you definitely can see that um, there's so much that's sensory in what we're taking in, even though there's probably lots of other ways to see it and explain it. Um, right, right. You know, the, I think the tappings are really fascinating. It topic. is fascinating. And it's amazing the way that it can bring me from, you know, high anxiety, maybe not all the way, all the way down, but um, but it, it, it works. It's amazing. Yes. What we can do is always that, um, I'm sorry, was it always that way for you? Or do you feel like it was a learning curve kind of thing? Because I know that like for, for me, I've seen it can help some, but I'm curious about like when it's a real big tool for someone, if it took a while. If there's something big, you know, like what, if I'm doing healing, a healing process, you know, like if I'm doing some forgiveness work or something like that, um, I will, um, that takes a long time, but sometimes if I just want to even just bringing it down a little bit, right. And sometimes I just, I'll tap, you know, I go for a walk and I'll be tapping like through a a loving kindness meditation, you know, or I'm tapping through some, uh, I call movement affirmations where I'm, um, you know, affirmations are great, but they don't get into your body. So, um, like doing movement affirmations, but yeah, I love the tapping. I don't always do it, yeah, but I know that it works. Right. You know, it's it's yeah. pretty cool. And that's the thing too. I think regulation tools, nervous system tools are so important and there's so many of them. Like this is one of many. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm always fascinated. Like I, I feel like I can't learn enough about this topic, about just regulation in general and nervous systems in general. Me too. I am just, I know, like you said, yeah, I can totally geek out on nervous yes. system. <laughs> yes. I'm glad that you do too, because it's- I know, right? Like two brains getting on their hyper-focus. Like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> like, is it still fun for everybody else out there? I know, but you, but you, you've helped us to see that there are simple things that we we can do we don't have to we don't have to spend lots of money we don't have to no. get you know equipment there are set simple simple things that we can do to help us um to, to regulate and you know sometimes we'll need a little more or sometimes right. we'll like you said we'll need a little less Right. But finding that sweet spot, and here's the thing too, and I, I tell me if you if you find this this as well. When I get on the yoga mat, my body is different every single day. Absolutely. So I don't necessarily the things that worked yesterday might not, and you might not love to hear this, <laughs> but the thing that worked yesterday, and I think that's a, why it's a good idea to have like a toolkit, you know, that you that you someplace where you have it, it's easy but that you're practicing different things because it's easier to pull them in when you're practicing. Right. I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, Not just even from a, but definitely from a body level, because that's true for me, but even, you know, I think a lot of times with ADHD, we need a menu, we need options. We need, I love the menu, the dopamine menu. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You need a menu. I think often because like it, like we need the structure of like some suggestions, some ideas. So we're likely to do it. And then you need that right. flexibility depending on where your body is, right. where your mind is. Do you, I don't want to deal with this, but I can do this little thing. Right. Um, exactly. Because we know, you know, I've, I've been thinking a lot about the, um, the contradictions of ADHD, yes. the lack of focus, hyper-focus, being reliable, being unreliable, you know, <laughs> having lots of energy, having no energy. Like it's, there's such a, so we need to be aware 
of where we are first, you know, what, what, what are, what are my needs? And then being able to pull what's going to work. And, and yes. practice. the more we practice, we know, oh, this is not going to work for this, but this will. Right. Or this works every time, but man, I just don't feel like doing that. I don't want right. to go. Well, there is that. Right now. I feel lumpy. I <laughs> you sit. don't always feel like doing um, sun salutations. I don't. Right. I don't <laughs> Yeah. So having, knowing that like a toolkit could be really helpful with this, especially, yeah. you know, things that, and by that, I mean, I mean, it could be a literal toolkit or it could just be like jotting down on a sheet of paper options. So you have right. that ready like, okay, I'm dipping really low, but all I feel like doing is having like a, a cold drink, but that'll help. Right? Like, let me get up, go right. get my cold drink, drink it through a straw. Drink it, it through a straw. Out? I love that. I love that, um, that too. Cause that's something simple we can do. Yeah. And like even um, higher resistance to the straw. So like if you're a smoothie person, you know, put it in a cup with a straw and then you're really working. That, mm, you know, that's what I've been the doing. In the, I'm already doing it. Danette. You're already doing it, right? <laughs> I'm already like, doing it. That's how I drink my smoothie through a straw. It's just satisfying. <laughs> it totally is. You're getting a lot yes. more input that way. <laughs> right. It's hard to get the kale up there sometimes, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, Danae, this has been fantastic. I'm really looking forward to having you back Thank and you. talking about you, you, you've, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really, I love this. Like I said, I'm totally geek out on nervous system and you've <laughs> provided some really simple ways that we can tend to the nervous system from a different, you know, like, like you said, there, there are, do we have a, there's so many different ways that we can tend to the nervous system and the sensory, the sensory strategies are one, but it's a beautiful one. And it's a, the simple, right? The simple right. things that we and can for, do. It's a good one for kids, right? Like, so if you're a mom right. and you have kids that need this, then you, you can do it together and learn yeah. about it together. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, tell us about how our listeners can find you. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So I have a website, www.theadhdclaritycoach.com. And that's a good way. Cause you can contact me there. Um, Instagram, Facebook, I have, it's, at the ADHD Clarity Coach. And um, those are probably the best ways you can contact me. They're also, um, you know, you can contact me through that. There's forms on the website, through social media. So, and your podcast. your podcast. Your podcast. Yeah. yeah. ADHD Crash Course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ADHD Crash you. Course. I love that. I love that. And then okay. we just cover all topics ADHD. You know, right. So. Okay. And so, um, is there anything coming up that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah. So I have a group coaching program. It's a small group coaching program. It's part mm -hmm. course and part small group, usually a cap it out like six people. Nice. And so that'll be opening um, at the end of February. Again, I open it a few times a year and it's called Embrace Your Brain because what we do is just learn all about it and embrace it and work with where we are with, you know, right. tools for that are fit us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's usually about a nine week program and, um, that will be opening up. If you're interested, you can get on the wait list. I promise not to spam you. <laughs> I want to <laughs> let you know when it opens again. And, um, yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your brilliance with us Thank and, you. uh, definitely go check Danae out. Okay. Go, go check out all of her offerings and her Instagram. And I love watching your, your little, um, your little reels and stuff on Instagram as well. <laughs> right, Thank great. you so much, Tracy. I really enjoyed um, getting to chat with you today. Absolutely. Me too. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. 
Now, one thing I know for sure is that managing ADHD is not a one-stop shop. There are so many tips, tools, practices, treatment options, and lifestyle accommodations to consider. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and wonder where in the world to start. If you're nodding your head yes, then you'll want to check out the free ADHD Supports Guide. It's a super simple step-by-step guide that keeps your ADHD brain engaged because it's interesting, it's important, and sometimes even a little exciting. I invite you to consider yourself a detective as you discover the ideal combination of supports to help you remain calm, be more consistent, stay focused on what's important, shift out of overwhelm and other big emotions more quickly, make decisions more easily, and develop more confidence, all while becoming more of the person you know yourself to be. Download the guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports, or find the link in the show notes. I truly believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Goodbye for now.